Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Born to be a Star. Today is Thursday. Thank God, Wednesday is over, and we've only got two more days left of this week, and we get to the weekend, where we can just do nothing and be lazy. That's the entire point of working all week, so you can do nothing on the weekend. Or if you actually are trying to build something, you never get a day off. It's just never ending. Yeah. And you feel like the weekend is just two other days. Let's just be real. But it's kind of fun to sleep late. And I feel like Sundays are necessary for the bad at sometimes. They are. But um, let's talk about some fun things today. We are going to be discussing who controls the narrative of you. Perfection is a myth. And redesigning your house can be fun. Let's begin that. So, up first, who controls your narrative of you? Meaning, when you're thinking about yourself, who's controlling that? Are you controlling that? Or are you giving someone else power to do that? And people love power. They do. I mean, just look at politicians. That's just one example of it. Or just look at businesses. People love power so they can tell other people what to do because it makes them feel important. I'm just saying. It does. Just look at any industry and all of them. It's the same thing. Power. Um, yeah. It's upsetting, but it's true. Um, I just feel like we sometimes get to a point where we don't recognize that we're not in control of our own narrative. And when you're not in control of your narrative of your or your story, then who is? Because it's your story. How do you want it to be remembered? Or how do you want to see it? I feel like that's kind of important here. When we're losing sight of the fact that it's our own story, it's no one else's story. It's it's essential that we recognize that we need to control the story. We, you, me, us, us. No one else. Because they had their own story to narrate. So how can they narrate yours too? That's just greedy. I also feel like it's important with your story to be completely honest with yourself about things. Yeah, sometimes things are great and we succeed and we can accomplish something and be very good at it, especially with creativity or discovering we're good at something. But there's other times when we can start something and we just suck at it and we're horrible and we should never try to do it again and we failed. Like, I definitely want to invest more of my time in understanding stocks and understanding Wall Street. I'm kind of tired of listening to people tell me about how bad corporate America is and how bad the idea of Wall Street is. Because 401ks are the only way people that are middle class or upper middle class or whatever can have retirement. So if that's the case, then I should definitely be looking into that. And I don't want to hear these people tell me I should put my money into real estate because I already live in a place I'm renting and I can't imagine owning it. And dealing with all the crap that comes with it. So for me, I'm not doing that. But for others, I mean, go ahead. But I just feel like 
sometimes we're consuming all this listening and then we never take the time to think of what we actually want to do with that. And I think that that's essential that we do. So be careful what you're listening to because you can't let a group or a company or another body chastise you into not living your life. Because if you're living your life for one thing or one person, are you living? And I'm not saying that you can't live your life. Like, we keep bringing up religion. You can live your life with God if you, if you want. Or you don't have to. Do whatever you want, man. This is your life. And, like, having the, the notion that you can't make a decision or you can't do one thing or another and you can't actually live is wrong. Because you can. And you should be questioning something or a source or a person or a thing if they're telling you not to do something. Why are they saying that? Like, I'm starting to recognize with this whole progressive thing, while I agree with the progressives, like, and I, and I think that they're right, $15 should be the minimum wage. I think that there should be some sort of equality with medical. But also, um, I also think if you don't want to take part in any of that, you shouldn't have to. Like, this isn't China. It's America. Or, like, what happened to the idea that you could be able to survive off of, like, one salary and have a good life? That doesn't exist. We're working to die. The youth. We go to college. We do everything they say. Then we decide we want to do something else. So you put some time and effort into that. Then that doesn't work out for whatever reason. Then you go right back to a job and you're working to die. So, who controls that narrative? Is the narrative, oh, if you did everything correctly, this would happen. Why aren't we teaching kids about budgeting and money? Why aren't we teaching kids about Wall Street? Why aren't we teaching kids about the power of annuities and the power of IRAs and all these places that they can put their money into and save it and not waste it and be smart and to go to school for something that they can always use? Like, Luckily, I recognized the importance of communications when I was getting my bachelor's, so I just majored in that because I knew I could always use it for something. You know, originally I wanted to do um, video editing, and that's why I originally did it. But now I work in like a customer service field, and and I can do all of it. I could, I could code, I can edit video, I could do customer service, I could do uh, technical services. I mean, that's basically my job. Like, when people can't get things to work from our website or whatever, I'm on the phone troubleshooting with them, like, doing tech work with them on the phone. So I've used that degree. Having that mindset that the communications would be essential at some point because you can always use communications in anything because you're always communicating with someone. That's completely different from majoring in, like, art. Like, how can you use an art degree in a financial field or corporate America, you really can't because they've gotten rid of the graphic design departments. They just got rid of all of them. They nuked them. They don't need them. They'll go on some website and pay somebody like 20 bucks to make a website. If you're doing that, why would you need a graphic designer? Hello? Just saying. And you know, no lie, I copied off my husband because he originally had communications and I just copied off of him. And we, we ended up going to the same school. I don't know. 
Where are you going? But, um, you got to be careful of near, of letting others narrate your story. Those are just some examples I had of, of, of ways to narrate your own story. Always have the hindsight that things can change. They're not always going to be the same. This, this world we're living in now, everything is going electronic and everything is remote. So you either have to adapt with this and be able to adapt with this right now or get left in the past and no one's going to save you. Reality is everything is online. People don't want to go places. They want convenience over walking. Let's be real. Ordering food at home is more fun than going to a restaurant. Is it not? Like who wants to wait to sit down? Then have some annoying waiter that you have to pay versus just spending $30 and having it just delivered to your house and eating it on your couch or at your own dinner table. Hmm. Which one would I rather do? I wonder. Sarcasm. No. Which one would I rather do? Not that one. Just saying. I'm just saying. Look at look at that. Look at shopping. Do you want to go to the store or do you want to just have everything delivered to your house? I mean... And I'm not going to lie, you know, Instacart is a genius. I mean, they need to kind of change the way they deliver stuff if you live in an apartment building. But that's something that maybe they'll learn. But um, if you don't have to go outside, if you don't want to, if you want to just order all your stuff online, you've got a million websites. You could have Instacart. You could have um, Target Home Delivery, Walmart Home Delivery, Zulily, Wayfair, um, what else? Uh, wholesome provisions. Um, these all these vegan websites with food, or you could just use Amazon because Amazon owns Whole Foods, and you can have everything delivered to your house within a day. Uh, there's eBay. There's Amazon. There's everything. You don't have to really go outside. There's all these websites. They deliver within a week. Like, dude, you can order. You can have your hair dye delivered to your house. Every six weeks, you don't have to go to the the salon every six weeks. You can just buy the hair dye. And you don't have to go to the store to buy the hair dye. You can just order it off Madison Reed or the other one. Um, what's the other one? Um, what is the other one? Crap, let me see. I guess I have memory loss. I was looking at it last night watching all these YouTube videos last night on how to dye hair. I found it fascinating. And I can't figure it out. But, um. I'll just stick with Madison Reed. Because that's the one that I'm using right now. But there's other ones as well. But, um, I think it's genius to be able to do that. Okay? The ability to have a system where a woman can just go online and decide she could... Oh, it's called e-salon. She could just go online, pick whatever hair color she wants out, and just dye it that. 
She doesn't have to go to a store. She doesn't have to do anything she doesn't want to. And... She doesn't have to care. And why should she? Literally. I'm not saying that dyeing your hair at home is going to be the easiest thing or the most convenient thing. But you don't have to spend like $300 to get it done at the hairdresser. And who wants to spend that money and time and effort? And I don't have time to go to a hairdresser. Like... For years, I went to one, and I would try to figure out that on, like, the weekend because, you know, during the week, I would be busy. But then, like, on the weekend, I would have to figure it out or I would, like, have to go after I, like, worked all day or something inconvenient. And I would spend hundreds of dollars on that. And and that's another thing where we're going back to the the thing we're talking about. Who controls your narrative? Why am I spending hundreds of dollars on a hairdresser when I can learn how to do my own hair myself and have my own time? Why? Why? Because it's convenient for me to go to the hairdresser because I don't have to do anything. So I'm paying all this money. And what am I getting out of it? My hair looks fine. Well, guess what? I can straighten my own hair. I can wash my own hair. I can condition my own hair. I can comb my own hair. I can curl my own hair. I can twist my own hair. I can braid my own hair. So why am I paying someone? Is it, the, is it the thing I didn't think I was able to do it? I feel like I didn't think I was able to do anything on my own, so I thought I had to pay for it. Or I could wear wigs. There's so many wigs, like, I don't even need to have to buy anything. I can just do those. So, that's the thing. Who is controlling your narrative? Someone can be controlling your narrative with your money, and you don't even know it. So, be really careful with that, man. Just saying, just saying. Which moves us into our next topic, which is perfectionism myth. So, people are always looking for perfection. Like, this has got to be the perfectest, and this has to be the best version it can be. Guess what? It doesn't exist. Guess what? It never did exist. Guess what? It's an illusion. There's nothing perfect here. Everything is imperfect. And you just have to recognize that and love your imperfect version of you. Because there is nothing perfect. Everything that's supposed to be perfect, they're not showing you how they got to that. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't perfect. For these like these shows on like uh um what is it meant? on uh HGTV where they show people buying houses they don't show you the imperfect part of that of what it actually looked like and sometimes they do but they don't show you the imperfection of not getting approved for one loan and having to apply to another to get the house to buy it to do everything or they don't show you what happens when a pipe goes wrong after the person bought the house they don't show you that aspect of it so there's no perfection it's an illusion The best way you could be perfect, like my husband always says, is to recognize that there is no perfection. Just just admit that to yourself. Face reality. There's no perfection. We're all people here. There's nobody better than anybody else. And I mean no one. I mean this goes for churches. This goes for groups. This goes for any type of person working in any type of uh, specific job field versus another. Just because you're a nurse doesn't mean you're perfect. Just because you're a teacher doesn't mean you're perfect. Just because you're a doctor doesn't mean you're perfect. Just because you work at a customer service company doesn't mean you're perfect. Just because you work in corporate America or the financial part of America or any part of the entire world doesn't mean you're perfect. Again, you're a person. If you're in your mindset thinking you're perfect because you did something, you need to face reality. How did you get there? It wasn't perfect. 
nothing is perfect. Recognizing that there is no perfection is only the first step for reality. It is. So let's talk about something fun after those last two topics. Redesigning your house can be fun. It can be fun. Like being able to move some furniture around, whether you're doing it in your bedroom or your living room or whatever rooms you have in your house or your kitchen, it's fun. Like I really want to take some things out of my kitchen and rearrange everything to um, make it more inspiring for myself. So I think I'm really going to do that. Um, I have this KitchenAid that's in the corner next to my Magic Bullet. And um, I love the KitchenAid and I want to get more creative with it. And I have all these utensils to add to it for like making pasta and my own type of cakes and things. And I'm really going to get more active in the kitchen with it. And I'm really excited about that. Sure, I wish my kitchen was bigger, but I've got this really cool microwave cart. And I'm really going to start to take advantage of the space I have for now. Until I get something bigger. I think, you know, for my bedroom, I really like the way everything is, you know, positioned currently. Because I don't really know if there's anything else we could do to move anything around in there. Um, for my office, my desk, you know, it, it's in a fairly decent space um, near some windows for light. Um, for for the computer screen, especially as we get back into the summery months. You know, it's in a, it's in a great space. And um, for my gym... You know, I put my bike in a corner and I put all the yoga mats near it and the weights and everything for my home gym. So I try to make every area feel important so it's got its own room. But sometimes you get tired of looking at the same crap and you want to redecorate and you want to move things around. And you should do that. And, you know, um, some good advice for that would be to go on Pinterest and Google like home improvement or look at some HGTV, get some inspiration, see what they're doing on some of those shows. I like watching Love It or List It. I like watching a bunch of shows where they're like redesigning things and it just gives you a better idea of what you want it to look like. Property Brothers is kind of interesting. There's a lot of shows on there that are really good and there's so much that you could do. Um, The Million Dollar House thing is very interesting as well. Just Having the ability to redesign can can make such such of a difference for you, especially if you're going through a downtime or you're sad or something. Move some furniture around. Get happy. It's up to you, man. You can do anything you put your mind to. So don't feel like you can't move things around. You can. Do it. Do it. Um, I feel like the living room is mostly annoying because you have a big TV and you have couches or chairs or something. And moving those around, that could be a little eh. But sometimes it's important to do that. My mom is really creative with redesigning her house. I don't know if I have that much energy to do it, but she does. So whoops to her. But um, I feel like a lot of inspiration can come from Pinterest. I love Pinterest. And there's so much you could find on there, especially like if you're redesigning something or you're trying to look for ideas. It's really good for cooking as well, but especially for redesigning. Just so you could picture furniture. Like if you look at Love Sack, if you go on their website, you can look at furniture and position it where you want it in your house. So if you're looking for like a new couch or something, you just go on there on their website and they, you can literally put your phone up and put the couch or the furniture wherever you want and see what it would look like. I feel like that's brilliant because... Who wants to go out of way to a love stack store? I mean, that gets delivered to you. But you know what I mean? Like, who wants to go to a furniture store? Ugh. Like, there's an Ikea, like, in a couple towns over. And that's great. But, like, the idea of moving the furniture in and moving it around is just, it's annoying. So, I don't know. That's just my opinion. What do I know? Um, But be creative. 
and this weird normal we're living in, redesigning and being creative can be fun. So if you want to redesign a certain part of your house, go do it. And if you want some inspiration, turn HGTV on or use Pinterest or Google or or maybe even go on YouTube. Sometimes they have really cool videos how to like fix things all by yourself. Like if like a, a light socket isn't working or you want to figure out how to make your lamps look cool or you want to make your own pillows or you want to do anything creative or you want to sew your own bedspread or something. Look at some YouTube videos, man. There's so much you could do. There's all these creative people in this world go find them and get inspiration from them so you can be creative with them just saying anything is possible when you believe and i believe you're a star so keep shining brightly and i will see you tomorrow because tomorrow is the better side of today which is friday cannot wait yay i'll see you guys tomorrow and thank you for tuning in to another episode of born to be a star i'll see you tomorrow bye